The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. I got this feeling. Hello and welcome to We Know's Parenting. I'm Peter McNerney. And I'm Beth Newell. And I am completely full of milkshake, a thousand calories, and a lot of regret. Yeah, you really shame. went for it tonight. I gotta say, I feel um, chemically sad. <laughs> you, um, I don't know, you really dragged us to get a big milkshake. Uh, I regret I did- every single bit of it i only had two sips because i didn't like the milkshake and there's no sense wasting the intense milkshake calories on a milkshake you're not enjoying a milkshake hasn't been worth it for me in 20 years i agree i almost i i always regret a milkshake it is (laughs) it is literally the worst i mean it's also the best and then very quickly the worst it tastes great i think the problem is the serving size is just way off oh yeah you know what i mean like if it was smaller well so we went out for dinner and it was fun and then uh i I had been of course like looking for an excuse to go to this new place because it was it is an uh, a cereal and cookie like ice cream bar. Yeah, it's a nightmare. And <laughs> my cousin went and said that they got something really good. So I was like, we got to try it. And okay. I use the kids as an excuse. Well, the thing is, if you had waited for me to order, I would have enjoyed something there. But you didn't. <sighs> and then panicked. it was so loud in there and I just wanted to leave. It 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 was a bad vibe in there. Yeah. Like, it was like, it's, they've built, it's like, I don't know. I feel like other people have seen this kind of new business. That's like a big box painted bright colors and like no good seating. And they just like no sound absorption anywhere. No sound absorption. They like buy seats based on like look and not functionality. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they had big high stools that you're like, I can't put a two year old on this. Such like, an insane amount of empty space in the middle of that place. Yeah. And then there was just kids like darting back and forth. And that insane. was the thing. The two parents who are like, 
we're not even going to pretend to act like we're embarrassed by our kids doing <laughs> I, I think the parents like were a doing shuttle fine. run. No, it was not the parents' fault. They. It's never the parents' fault. That's the moral of our podcast, right? I have right? so much anxiety <laughs> about my kids being up in the obnoxious one. No, but I think there's so many issues with the functionality of this new business oh, and they it's yeah. like so classic bad new business where they have teenagers behind the counter who don't understand how the business works they've been working there for like two days and no one really explained it correctly because the owners were like <laughs> our business is a gimmick and we haven't thought about how food service works we put but, cereal and everything and we have yeah. one machine <laughs> to mix everything and by the way I got, I went in there and I was looking at the menu and it's a little convoluted. So I was like trying to figure out, I was waiting for you and they fucking bullied me into ordering and I panicked hard and went up there and I was like, uh, you got bullied by two 16 year old girls. They were in charge (laughs) and, and I was like, ah, two ice creams and I picked two cereals. And by the way, I did not order milkshakes and there's no smalls. There's no like tiny, there's one size and it's humongous. And I did not order ice cream and I was like 17 bucks. And then you walked in and it was so loud and you were like, I don't like this. And I was like, I feel everyone's anxiety. I, the second I walked in, I was like, I hate this place. I hate everything about it. Like, (laughs) and I know it was just like the sound, like it was an overwhelming environment. Anyway, thanks for tuning in to (laughs) we review local restaurants. Bad ones. They might figure it out. Sometimes they do. Who knows? We'll see. That being said, when we left. You didn't like the milkshakes, but I bought into the gimmick. It's a it's a a cereal milkshake, and it was yummy. And, but now I want to I want to go I'm to sleep and never wake up. I'm just not that into this like cereal dessert fad. <sighs> Sorry, no. Sorry, people. It's I like fine. the classics. You know who definitely loved the milkshakes? <laughs> who? Bryn and Maven. Oh yeah, Bryn did one of his classic lines where he goes. I love it. And he does like, he does a really it. weird intonation on love. He's like, I love it. It's like, <laughs> like, Brandy, you like that milkshake? And he's like drinking. He goes, <sighs> I love it. He's like, as he's like in zombie mode. Must, must have more <laughs> of this Reese's puff cereal milkshake. <laughs> oh boy. See, you know, what's insane is there's half a Captain Crunch milkshake in the freezer right now. And my what? whole body is like, I hate you, and that, but part of me is thinking, it does taste good. Maybe I will have the rest of it. You know, I did something insane this week where, okay, so we're probably going to get to this, but we both had a really bad week, right? Yes. And yes. then uh, yesterday afternoon was the first moment I really had any sort of space to stop and think and relax, and Bryn was on a play date, and you went to work, and I just had Maven, but then... Oh, we had to run and drive you to the train, so it was yeah. still a constantly hectic week. And we had so, an incredibly emotional fight moment. We had before. a big, huge blowout fight, and then we were both uh, practically in tears, and then I had to drive you to the train. Anyway, so the... Uh, <laughs> That's a low moment when I just literally is crying. Yeah. I run out, I come back in, I'm like, sorry, can you drive me to the train? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway... I had to drive you to the train. Then I was like, well, this week has been a full shit show. I need to give myself some reward right now. And I don't think I'd had lunch or anything. It was just crazy. And so I took, I was like, Maven, you want to go get a treat? Also, I was trying to make Maven feel better because she had to see us fight again and then see me in tears. And I was like, oh, this is too much for a two-year-old. So I was like, let's go get a treat. And uh, I took her to McDonald's. 
went through the drive-thru. It was just sort of like sleepily, like ordering left and right, whatever I felt like, because it's so cheap. And I was like, I don't know, coffee, uh, milkshake and water bottle. Shamrock shake. And so like, I got like, uh, I was like, I'm going to show Maven what a, uh, what's it called? The swirly ice cream thing. Like with the toppings in it. McFlurry. McFlurry. So I was like, I want to give Maven her first McFlurry experience. This is going to turn this day around. (laughs) And I got a milkshake with it for some reason. And then as soon as I You've got, had two milkshakes this week? I didn't really eat any of this. I okay. got through the drive through I turn around. Maven is fully passed out. <laughs> and now I have to pee and I have like all this ice cream I don't want. And <laughs> so I like go to Starbucks. This is the first time I guess I've probably left a sleeping kid in the car and run in somewhere. And I peed at Starbucks Ooh. and came back out. I was like really fast. It was fine. It was a little... Uh, it's winter. Yeah. It, anyway, she was whatever. So then I'm just stuck in the car sitting there and I'm like, I really don't want all of this. Oh, and they didn't give me like a straw for the milkshake, of course, which is probably a good thing. It comes with a built-in mixer spoon, right? No, no, no. This is the milkshake I'm talking about. Oh, gross. I mean, yeah. Um, I gross. hope listeners are fascinated by the story. Anyway, I had like a little bit of McFlurry and then I just threw everything away. I was like, what am I doing? I don't what. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I, like, I am incapable. The only self-control I have is not letting the food get within my vicinity. But once it's there, I got I got no control. It's gone. I'm eating it. Yeah. So I'm very proud of I you. I used and to be more like that, and now I'm sometimes like that. Yeah. So yeah, on it. I mean, so let's address the um, the episode in the room, the which was. <laughs> so last week's episode was a bit tense. Oh and yeah. Honestly, that was the kickoff to a week of we both. I mean, not get not getting into we we have legitimate argument and issues with each other, which we will not address in this episode. (laughs) But underneath all of that, we had a tremendous amount of personal stress for other things and it all came to a head. It was like one of those weeks where like everything is as triggering as possible Mm -hmm. at all moments. Until today. I, it all cracked open for me today. (laughs) And I feel like you too, you went to a sauna and you were healed. I went to an infrared sauna in town, which I I thought was a scam. And then... <laughs> Sounds like one. Or and poisonous. And then someone told, me they, someone told me it was good. And I was like, okay, that's all it takes. It's like a guy standing outside. Hey, you tried these uh, infrared saunas? So good. So good. You got to try it. Yeah, it was a guy like that for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's not, just a not affiliated. I'm just standing here. You know, just like a lot of people have questions about infrared like, saunas. Hey, I got answers. Sir, it seems like you're trying to sell this to me. Why? No, you have a sandwich board sign hanging around. Unaffiliated. You They're comfortable. Here. I got back problems. You really just recommend this of your own accord and you don't work I was here. just literally just walking by Even and I though saw you have this the sandwich sign board. I put it on. It's good for my posture. And then I was like, I'm going to look at some clouds. Okay, well, then I'm sold. Get in the sauna. Infrared. The sauna's in your van? Okay. Get in the van. <laughs> in my infrared van. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Anyway, the point was a really bad week. And then I think it was one of those weeks where it gets just so bad that like you hit a breaking point and then you're like, I think it's over. I think it's finally over. Yeah, and it happened today. I mean, for me, it was getting through all of the work I thought I would not get through and just being like, uh, I'm free. See, I still have a backlog of work to do, but at least I uh, <laughs> you, you, got a lot of crying out of my system that apparently needed to happen. Yeah. 
And then I filled uh, it with milkshake, and now I want to die. So we're doing great. Um, <laughs> uh, Beth, I love you very much. I love you too. Tickets on sale for our live show in April, <laughs> April 23rd at Littlefield in Brooklyn. We're going to be plugging it. Buy some tickets. Check Brian from Stuff You Should Know, Abby Crutchfield, uh, Ophir Eisenberg. That's our pitch. We need to get have that ticket link ready. To It's on our website. WeKnowsParenting.com. More okay. info soon. I believe it's LittlefieldNYC.com, something like that. Anyway, you'll find it. <laughs> now it's time for Did You Knows? This is where we share something we learned or found or discovered in the world, but probably the internet. Beth, what have you unearthed? So I, someone I follow on Twitter tweeted something, and I was going to credit this person, but they've deleted the tweet for reasons that are, they were probably getting harassed for stupid reasons. So, mm. But anyway, I thought it was really interesting. They were saying that them and their co-parent were, they, they co-parent with someone who is now their ex, and that they have decided to have a second child together, even though they're no longer a couple, because they're already co-parenting the first kid. And I thought that was fascinating. Huh. I was like, that um, makes a lot of sense to me. Like, I guess if you, because I guess their goal, if I'm remembering cor- correctly, was sort of like, you know, once so you siblings start, have a common experience. Yeah, siblings have a common experience, and I think their goal is like they both, you know, wanted to have more kids at some point, and they wanted they had like a timeline they had expected that to happen, and you know, obviously they don't. It, it just logistically, they were like, I can do this with this other person. I'm already doing it. With, you know what I mean? Yeah. Share these responsibilities. I thought that was really cool. Um, obviously, they have a pretty respectful relationship. Yeah, you got to have a specific kind of relationship. Yeah. Because, yeah. I would imagine, boy, that's, as your kids get older and it becomes, mm, you know, for I'm assuming for a lot of divorced couple or separated parents or whatever, that it, the trait, you know, you have a certain amount of time with one parent and a certain amount of time with the other is typical. And I imagine as kids get older, that's easier to do just because it is that like, it's your turn, it's my turn. But a brand new baby um, uh, with such around the clock needs, I feel like there's there's going to be unexpected challenges to Yeah, that, that part was interesting. I, I mean, it sounded like... They felt like they had it under control or like, I don't, but yeah. So I'm really curious. You you seem to be very specifically removing all uh, gender from this uh, scenario. Well, so, okay. When I, when I first read the tweet, in my memory, it was a lesbian couple. And then when I just went back and read it, it was actually, they described themselves as queer. And then I don't have the rest of the tweets because it's been deleted like I said so I can't remember fully and now I'm wondering if I like misinterpreted at the time and they meant you know they could have had like a lesbian partner who just realized that she was trans uh, that sorry that she was a man you know what I mean yeah 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 like I I, I don't know the the specifics of of the story and so I have Um, no idea well I do think that I I think we I mean myself uh, probably sees that scenario through a more you know stereotypical uh, through gender norms that i'm used to you know mother father being separated and those sorts of challenges uh uh and 
uh, uh, <laughs> are you trying to give credit to queer people? Is that what no? Well, it, I guess in my mind, I'm like, uh, they. I don't know how that dynamic works. I do think I will say like something. I mean, I think that that's I don't want sort to stereotype. Part, no, but like part of her even original, in a positive way. Can I talk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, part of her original point of the tweet, I think, was she was saying it was like sort of a particularly queer thing because queer people do have more flexibility to make choices because they understand the inherent uh, BS of the entire uh, gender life world paradigm that <laughs> as yeah. it exists. So they they don't, they're not always, but generally less likely to care so much about rules, you know? Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, is you don't even realize um, going into a relationship like this, like a, a big part of our relationship for me at least has been realizing the sort of inherent biases and assumptions that are in my brain that you don't actively think about, but it's just how you are raised and what you're surrounded by that can be a, a significant cause of issues. Um, but if, if we both had come into this without those preconceived notions, I imagine we would be much more flexible to just figure out how to do what needs to be done. Do you know what I mean? I think so. I sort of fell asleep in the middle. Oh, cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, there's a special kind of silence that I can hear from you, which is the, I know that you... Because you start talking and you're like, well, in the world, as we both know... The and human you, brain is evolved. And, you know... <laughs> <laughs> Well, I got to say it's uh, it's very clearly tied to when you are defensive and then this is <laughs> it just can I just get confused and you're <laughs> Well, it's not defensive. It's trying to choose my words carefully yeah. and in moments where I know that I I'm trying to voice my ignorance about something. It's just so funny to me because your panic move is to take up <laughs> more space. It's to take up as much physical and verbal <laughs> space in the room as possible. I need to keep talking until I land in a place where I feel that maybe I'm okay. And I can only do that out loud. You're like, hey, um, before you have a chance to think something bad about me, I'm just going to talk it out in front of you. And I'm trying to find the <laughs> reason <laughs> that uh, I it gotta tell just you, be... I, I am I, a man <laughs> and I've got my biases. I, I have, don't I'm want going to the think patriarchy. Of it in a moment, let me just keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I had a reason to be bad. Just keep listening. Here it comes. All that being said is uh, I'm very in impressed with um, a couple that um, that seems to know their boundaries. And uh, I wish them luck and all the best. <laughs> it could be a disaster. It's no, but that's the beauty of it is like it, it was already going to be a disaster if it was going to be a disaster and they were stuck with that disaster either way. <laughs> that disaster was already a big part of their life. So let's just double down on the disaster. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying that we're missing a lot of context to uh, to be able to judge because well, that's our job to no, judge I mean, right I, it was implied that this person had a healthy respectful relationship and i trust and believe them on their words i have no reason not to um if we ever get a divorce uh i'm not having another baby with you yeah that's for sure <laughs> uh, 
I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step, and you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of times you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. This next segment is called Would You Knows? It's where we take some parenting hypotheticals from our listeners and try to say if we would knows what to do. Would we knows? Can I just say that? So we've, we've been in this past several weeks recording with all the lights out. and It's been nice. We've so, been doing this for like months. Yeah. And I've recently, tonight I was like, I think it's been a little too dark. And you lit a candle in here. And I got to say, feels good. Well, because I just got some new candles from Home Goods. You Great can, deals on candles. I'm slowly discovering all these nice little touches <laughs> of things you bought at Home Goods today. I had a... Um, pretty successful trip to home goods because i find that store so overwhelming much like the ice cream place um i'm unfit <laughs> much for, like the ice cream really? i'm i'm not fit for the way we have set up society um and so 
Uh, Home Goods is a discount like Home Goods store. <laughs> you, it's in the title. You get it. And so they have all these like discounted items from other stores, like leftovers. So it's just a full mess of stuff. Whatever you can grab. But they consistently have like certain things again and again. If you're into those things, and it's like a very good deal. It's like you can get really cheap toys. I don't know why I'm giving an ad for Home Goods, <laughs> but I'll just. This is why I chose to subject myself to the chaos we did a whole episode called hashtag joybird (laughs) we're not above or not above we're not above uh, trying to flirt with brands um goods you want to give us a a coupon you may remember us as the couple who tricked a car company a car dealership into giving them a free lease on a car um Uh. anyway this is a this is a would you know scenario. This is from this is a repeat. Um, uh, would you knowser? Um, uh, this one of our favorite questioners. Our favorite hypothetical scenarios. Our international fans. So we did. This is Catherine and David. And if you recall, they sent in a would you knows about where we if we went forward in time to any point in Brendan Maven's life. What would we pick? And I, um, I picked their funeral to because I wanted to hear about their whole life, and that was met with some interesting reactions. Um, and uh, so that's some context for this. Uh, their response <laughs> from from that. Bonjour from cold Brussels, Belgium. Thanks for answering my challenge. I didn't expect the funeral answer. <laughs> this is my favorite part of the, the email. <laughs> Uh, Peter, I wasn't expecting you to uh, picture your ideal future being at your child's funeral. I stand by that the, the pick. <laughs> yes, picking an event that won't happen is a possibility, but the challenge was to answer knowing that everything, anything is possible. You did it magnificently. <laughs> and then uh, smiley emoji with star eyes. Would you nose challenge 2019 for some reason? Details and example below. You have to leave home, the United States, and start a new life in a new country. Which country would you pick and why? From a parenting perspective, of course. Details. One or both. You can decide. Uh, of you have a midlife crisis. You have, the, you have the time to sell your property and unwanted belongings. Equivalent jobs are guaranteed. For example, example actor for a Japanese commercial. Beth, I booked one commercial in Japan. We need to move there. Wait, I don't understand what the question is. This is very simple. Well, well, because you just kind of mumbled through all the. <laughs> the do, you, do we need to stop and go back and listen? Um, you, if we had to move to another country for work or because of a midlife crisis for any reason, we're we're moving to another country. Uh, where would we pick from Wait, a parenting there's already perspective? There's like so many. <laughs> okay, we've had a midlife crisis, and we have to pick a country to move to. But we also have to pick a profession. I'm just there's a lot of details. I'm trying to figure out what the question. Well, is. the the details were given after the full scenario was written. <laughs> okay, but can you, the host of this podcast, who's had time to think about this, give me, it to me? Let me finish in- reading the email, and then I'll summarize. Bonus question. How do you explain it to Maven and Bryn? Having to move is not always well understood. You don't have to choose France, but if you do, 
Would you send your kids to a French-speaking school? Just kidding. You already answered that one. That was from an episode a while back. Uh, bye, guys, Catherine okay. and David. Okay, so here's the scenario. I just have to say right now for listeners, yeah. you have to understand we're recording this very late at night. <laughs> your hypothetical should have a <laughs> clear setup and a single question. <laughs> this is all Beth does. Is she just tells you how you did not do it clearly you enough? No, I'm just tired and like... It, I know this is on me, but like my brain hurts. <laughs> well, the mistake was is very. She very politely gave us some options, and Beth doesn't want options. Tell us what it is. But you are a host and producer of this podcast, and you Why could. Am I getting criticized. I was going to read it, and then I'm I'm about to clarify it for you. I'm going to make some decisions but about this But we could scenario. save the listeners so much time if you trimmed it down and we're like, here's the hypothetical. You do it. I'm setting this whole thing up and you've been in the bath for an hour and a half. You're not allowed to complain. I needed a bath. Sure. Well, I needed to not prepare. So one of us gets a big job in a country and... Uh, uh, Oh, next. No. We have to move. <laughs> you don't know what's the question. We're we're leaving the country, Beth. What country do we pick from a parenting perspective? Where are we going to move internationally? Okay, if we can move kids? anywhere. That this is what we could have started with. We said we have a question from a listener. It if is. You could move anywhere in the country. <laughs> that is. That's what she wrote, and then she said details below. Then she I know. I'm saying more. all we had to do when we set up this segment for the listeners to say okay so we have a question from a listener she asks You're if you no could fun. move anywhere in the- it's not my fault your brain can't hear words and put them together into meaning okay i'm just gonna <laughs> get to the point pretty quickly now here we go i'm getting i to appreciate it. the time the and effort and energy about- that our listeners put into their emails and you disrespect all of they them. They don't care if you delete the pleasantries out of the email. They're not going to be offended. They understand podcasts are produced. Oh my gosh. I'm I'm so insulted for you guys. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Answer the question, Beth. Listeners, what country? write in what and tell country? us how you would prefer. <laughs> okay, what country would I live in? Um, I want somebody to write in with the most convoluted would you know scenario that's uh, all out of order and it drives Beth crazy. Or the opposite, the most succinct one you can. <laughs> Beth, what country? Where are we going? Because you're going to win the debate. So oh, man. You tell me where. This is such a hard question, honestly. Um, I'll tell you what my... F- if you're still thinking... I was going to say maybe like Costa Rica or something. Oh. Uh, I don't know. Well, well the, I think you got to think in terms of like we're living there a long time um like i have no what is what are our education yeah options, i mean employment i do options i do love england british isles and i love the idea of not having to learn a language because i'm not good at that norway baby norway is what you would pick that was the first place i thought of because you had really good food there because i had really good food there you'd love it they're all you know i wouldn't love the weather that de- well, you know i <laughs> I you'd love already, their politics and and you'd love their forest uh, kindergarten. I may have already said this, but and they I'm all speak English. It's okay. I don't have to say anything. You continue. <laughs> I say go. I've for, totally forgotten the point. 
Um, the <laughs> so your country is Norway. It's too cold for me. Uh, well, yeah, uh, that's fair, but I love that. British Isles. I am a UK citizen. Just in time for Brexit, I'm going to use my UK passport to move my family there. I don't think you're a UK citizen. I am literally a UK citizen. I have a passport. Okay, you're a citizen, but you're not a resident. Right, I don't live there. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I was born in England, people. I bet not a single one of you ever had that thought. Why would you? (laughs) This has been fun facts about Peter. This has been Would You Knows? I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. 
Now it's time for listeners want to knows. This is where we read your emails, your messages to seize what you seize, seize what, what you get to seizes. Uh, this email was from Sarah. She's sozies. Um, my two-year-old goes to an in-home daycare three days a week in the mornings, unless I'm on a project where I have to go into the city or travel somewhere. This week is one of those weeks, so he's there every morning until 1 p.m. when my mom picks him up and watches him till I get home. My daycare lady is gung-ho about potty training him, especially since he's there all week. We're going on a trip at the end of the month, including me being on a plane alone with him on a red A. Ah! A red A? Uh, a red A. <laughs> she's <laughs> taking the old red A. You guys ready <laughs> for this flight? Um, she's taking a red eye which is a nightmare, uh, meeting my husband who will already be there for work. I feel like I should stop her, referring to her daycare lady, even though she's cutely named it March Potty Training Madness. Oh, cute. On the one hand, it's great. Someone else is doing it for me. On the other, being away, being with him away when Jess potty trained feels like a bad idea. I assume it would be annoying having to ask him if he has to pee all the time, etc. I'm such a goody two-shoes, and I feel like I shouldn't tell the teacher that's a bad idea right now. Thoughts? Oh boy! And I just gotta say, this email came in like two hours ago, so there is this does feel time sensitive. Um, I, I think I, this is a tough one. I mean, she should probably talk to the daycare provider about pushing it off a few weeks. That seems pretty logical. Like two years old um, is not like late to be potty trained it doesn't seem like this is a rush of a situation oh, yeah. Bryn was like three what are we right wasn't he we had like no rush on him yeah and her kid just turned two which is like honestly i would say pretty early for potty training i mean i know a lot of people do it but it's yeah if your kid's not feeling it and then you know it's a boy it's, i don't know some people say boys or a little take a little longer. Some people say that, you know. Well, like Bryn was really hard. It's partly it's his personality, but he was not like he didn't well, take to it as naturally as Maven. She's sort of she was fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, I think uh, Bryn he was sort of immediately difficult, but I think it took less time overall to get to the point where I'm like I'm not nervous about something happening. Whereas like Maven, I think because she was younger. She was, took to it pretty well, but I think there were more accidents. Oh, I disagree. I feel like she had like almost no accidents. Am I rewriting history? I think so, because I feel like Bryn, <laughs> you're just like forgetting it because he probably just cheerfully was like, Daddy, I peed my pants. Have like, you seen this crap in my pants? <laughs> like No big deal. He literally peed his pants like three times like a week ago when we were on vacation. Oh, he did have a, that, I think he went through um, being very actively afraid of strange bathrooms. Well, until we he went also to the was like the excited to be where he was. So he was taking his time getting to the bathroom and then he misjudged how long it takes to get up a staircase because we don't live in a home with a staircase. Yeah. So he kept like, he kept <laughs> underestimating or overestimating, whatever. He kept underestimating the amount of mm, focus and energy it takes to control your bladder going upstairs. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, well, I said, like, this opportunity, it doesn't need to be March. 
You know, this no. opportunity is going to be here when you get back from your trip. Yeah, I think put it off. I mean, there's always going to be something. So if this woman's like offering, it's fine. If I would say also if you're like lazy and don't get around to confronting her, uh, you can see how your son's actually doing with the potty training and like put a diaper on him if you need to. Like we've definitely done that for car rides and stuff. Yeah. Like, I we We were... I was going to say lucky, but but in both scenarios, they had a long runway in that they had like their big week where they like went through it and then they had a consistent sort of schedule after that. So things were predictable. Yeah. My little brother, when he was little, he potty trained and then we immediately went to Chicago for an entire summer and we stayed at my grandparents' house. And I think he suddenly developed quick anxiety about bathrooms and would not go to the bathroom until he got so constipated that he would just randomly crap his pants wherever he was. (laughs) And then we had to give him enemas. And uh, my brother, older brother and I had to hold him down while my mom gave him enemas while he screamed. It was a fun memory. Hey, Sam, how's it going? So relevant to this. (laughs) (laughs) Point is, you don't want to train him and then put him in a scary place because he could revert I don't know. I was literally, when you were about telling that story, I was about to say, I think people get too scared about this kind of thing. <laughs> and I think it's fine if he regresses and you put diapers on him and then he goes back to daycare. That woman, she's going to be back on top of it and he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it, but be afraid. Be very afraid. It will be fine, whatever it is. I probably would push it off. But yeah, worst case scenario, you bring some diapers and you throw them back on and you take a few steps back and you try again. Yeah, just say something to him or you're like, diapers are only for airplanes, you know? Yeah, it's a special treat for airplanes. <laughs> and then you can go into April madness. <laughs> um, so there is our very unprofessional opinion, a non-expert, but it feels right. You feel good about it, Beth? I feel so good about it. Nice. Now we're going to do something really exciting, Beth. Do you know what that is? What? We're going to listen to a voicemail. We don't do this very often, but here we go. Okay. Hi, Beth and Peter. My name is Angela, and I'm calling from Seattle, Washington. I am midway through your podcast and decided I needed to call and just provide some input. Um, and yes, Beth, I will make sure to go on and rate and review, of course. But I was listening and you were talking about the forest kindergarten that they do in some places. And in the Pacific Northwest out here, we have something called outdoor preschool that I've found um, is growing. Our son is almost three. And so we've been looking at different options about what they have out here. And it's, it's an interesting concept. I've seen them and maybe it's just because we're in the Pacific Northwest and there's just a lot of, opportunity for this but they get to go they're outside all the time they have this special um, little rain gear jumper outfits and they have their boots and there's ones that are in the forest there's ones that are um, near farms and then they're all getting excited right now for the baby animals for Easter and it's just it's a great concept but I understand how in the income inequality can come into play because they tend to be more expensive. And then those there are those families who can't afford to be able to have this opportunity. Not, not that other schools aren't great also. I just think it's a fun thing, and I wish more people did it, and I hope it catches on other places. 
I would love to do it myself. Outdoor work. See how that catches on. Anyway, you guys are so great. Love listening to you always. And have a great rest of your day. Bye. Well, thank you, Angela, for calling to using our voicemail. Yeah, thanks for giving us a voicemail to play. The rest of you are so scared of that voicemail. It's not going to bite. Take it from Angela. Yeah. Uh, So, (laughs) I... (laughs) I think what is um, interesting about this is... um, that we as a society have somehow managed to make it more expensive to keep kids in the woods all day. That's exactly what I was thinking. It's just so stupid. I mean, I understand I understand why it's happening. It's like probably a very prestigious community and they've got some sort of teaching philosophy to go along with it and it's like a lot of white people in a neighborhood where they're willing to pay a lot of money for something, you know? Yeah. Um, On paper, though, it does look like, oh, it's really expensive to not have walls, to not have a school, go in the woods. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, you're paying for perhaps somebody's, <laughs> somebody's, uh, uh, the I mean, expertise I'm sure it's like of whatever sort of this philosophy. like Waldorf school or something where someone's like specifically trained in a certain method or maybe they're trained about knowing things about the environment. I don't know. But I'm sure it's nice. I <laughs> Well, uh, Angela's from Seattle, so there's the Pacific Northwest and I'm I'm just picturing them wet all the time in their rain boots and their rain jackets. Are they literally outside all day? Are you asking me or yeah. just... I'm asking... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've read two sentences about these schools and then I got a voicemail from Angela. Why don't you know? <laughs> Where's the chalkboard? I think it How do they learn their great. letters? I, I think it sounds great. I mean, just the being outside and like, I'm sure... I. The thing for me is like by virtue of creating a place that is for kids to be outside, it would attract employees who also enjoy being outside. It's it sounds in my mind like a nice place. It's true. You know, it's just, <laughs> you know anyone who likes being outside. That's my kind of person. Yeah, I'm sure there's no weirdos. <laughs> I mean, that love being outside. <laughs> Not a single weirdo that's like, you know what? I want to be a teacher who only teaches outside. <laughs> I'm if someone's wearing like cargo shorts, <laughs> I trust them. Um, I don't know. Hey, you want this uh, UV uh, sauna? I got uh, flyers in my cargo shorts. Get in my van. There's a forest pre-K in there. These are very wildly different characters, forest teacher. And, oh, no, no. Uh, <laughs> no, I love being outside. Why do you think I'm standing outside this sauna? I don't trust indoors. You got four walls? I don't trust you. Okay, well, here's my kids. Um, All right, get in the van. Uh, <laughs> I only trust the four walls of my van. Uh, well, thank you, Angela. We uh, continue to know only the. Um, I do. I think I. I do want to say in regards to this. I feel this feels like very like something as good as it is that can only happen in like a very white part of the country. Yeah. Um, and then we don't when we live in cities and diverse areas, we don't allow for these sort of things to take place because we don't have any woods. <laughs> well, because. 
white people want to like hoard the woods. <laughs> We're sick of the white people's monopoly of the woods. White people hoard land. <laughs> they do. You've I, got a strong argument historically. I well, <laughs> you know, colonialism. I mean, everyone knows that, but I do like if you just think about geographically, like the makeup of different areas. We've now moved to the suburbs. Um, which is nice and, you know, obviously offers us a lot of privileges of being able to get outside. But Including then woods. The thing that drives me crazy is that so much nice, like, waterfront land up here and so much, you know, beautiful wooded land is either, like, country clubs or golf courses or places where we have barred anyone middle class or low income from ever entering. <laughs> There are a tremendous amount of golf clubs. Like, I think you can still have nice things like that in a way that doesn't, like, make it impossible for for other people to be there. If you're That's a golf enthusiast, um, uh, I know. I'm going to get a lot in. of hate from the golfers because <laughs> Lord knows they need to wander around on a field alone. Whoa, shots fired. My whole family is going to write in and give you a piece of their golf mind. If there's one thing that divides me and your family, it's this issue. It's golf. It's true. I did go to golf camp. You know this, right? <laughs> Accidentally. Yeah. You're kind of like a failed rich person. Uh, you oh. didn't figure out the ways you <laughs> have um, had to move on to improv. Uh, I, well, I think success in improv, it's one of the best jokes in 30 Rock episode. My great-great-grandfather came to this country so his son could eat, so that his son could work freely, so that his son could go to college, so that his son could own his own business, so that his son could snowboard and take improv classes. Yeah. That's me. That's us. All right, I got another email. You ready for this? Um, yes. This is in regards to bedtime. I have a five-year-old boy and a seven-year-old girl, and we recently moved to Ho from Hoboken to Atlanta. My seven-year-old happened to be listening with me to the episode where you asked if anyone had ideas for how to put two kids to sleep in the same room. In Hoboken, she and her brothers shared a room uh, for space reasons. They liked it so much that even now with a bigger place, they still share a room. Thus, she declared she would offer you some advice in this area. Area. Her suggestion to you is to put the youngest child to bed first and then let the older child stay up for 15 or 30 or 60 minutes after the first bedtime. Her suggested ranges. Uh, skip it ahead a little bit. The method she and her uh, brother use, it works well for them, even if bedtime is only 15 minutes later. Although their bedtime routine is a little different. They do one song and a good night. Any book reading is done prior to going into the bedroom. Uh, hope you find this advice helpful. Sarah, mom, and Elizabeth, daughter. So we Did, used to do this, I feel like, stagger the bedtimes. Did right? we? I don't know. I don't even remember. It's, it's all been 10 million years if that ever happened. <laughs> I I mean, we may even know it was a baby, yes. Yeah, I mean, the issue, yeah. But we used to have no control over when anyone fell asleep. Um, mm -hmm. But... The issue with like trying to do this now, I think, is just that Bryn would like throw a fit when we tried to put him to bed and wake her up. I don't know. It's just like. Well, it's interesting. If you presented it the right way, the right way to Bryn, he'd be like, "Oh, I get to stay up, and Maven has to go to bed," and then he would blow it by gloating <laughs> very loudly. Yeah, I don't. 
there's nights where we could pull this off. Like recently, Maven has had some times where she's just like, I'm tired. I want to go to bed. And like she, it, you can see it in her face. I don't think the average weeknight she's going to be that. She's like, she's fighting bedtime too much. Mm-hmm. Bryn did sneak out of bed last night after they're in bed, which was like, I kind of let him get away with it because he had fallen asleep in the chair in front of the TV for a couple hours in the uh-huh. afternoon or evening. And I was just like, I was like, well, yeah, he's wired. So he was watching TV with me for a while and he like has this weird fascination with grown up TV, which I, I think I've mentioned before. And anyway, he was up. Whoa. He was up and then I had to finally turn it off because the show I was watching was getting kind of like suggestively violent mm-hmm. and I he, I turned it off and he was clearly getting so excited about the show. I was watching Moonlighting, the pilot episode, and they had like, <laughs> so it was like, you know, 80s violence, yeah. whereas like actually not really showing anything violent and just like hinting at it, like, some, you know, like there's a knife in someone's back and it's yeah. all intuited so if you're watching with a four-year-old he doesn't really understand what's happening but he was very clearly enthralled by the action of it all and the like fake punches and like the sort of like so he didn't want to go to bed he had a screaming fit he was like kicking he had like a real tantrum while maven slept soundly next to him in the bed um this is so Oh, what a surprise tickle in the throat. I'm not editing that out. Uh, So he only sneaks out with you because he he knows that he can. And it's so funny that he's like, I like adult TV because he makes such a point with me to tell me how stupid my (laughs) adult TV is. Well, he's clearly doing it as manipulation. Like he knows he can, he knows that's the best he's going to get in that moment. Oh yeah. And he's like trying to sweet talk me. He's, he's like, like, this adult TV is great, mom. He's like, no, relax, mom. You don't have to put me in bed. We'll just watch some grown-up TV. <laughs> uh, that is so funny. Do you, Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like the bedtime routine, I'm trying to shorten it because it takes... I mean, they're, they're good now, but I have just been the one that has drawn it out and out. I mean, the problem is that the second you rush any aspect of the bedtime routine, they sense it, and then they're like, no, and they're like, no bedtime, no nights, yeah. you know, like every single part has to be dealt with as patiently as possible. Yeah, well, I for a while I was reading three to five books, and then I'd turn out the light, and then I'd lay down, and we'd make up a story all together, maybe a second one, and they'd still be awake, and then I'd read Harry Potter, and they'd fall asleep while I was in there. And I've cut that. The one big thing I've done is I go 7.30, we start getting ready for bed, brush the teeth, get in bed, read books. And I tell them if they're if they're not laying down, I'm like, listen, at 8 o'clock, lights are out no matter what. So if you want to get through more books, let's do it. I'm like, five minutes to 8 o'clock. And they don't know how to really read the clock, so they don't know if I'm lying or not. And that's gotten them to pay attention quicker. And they know that, well, lights out happens, and then maybe we can do a little thing after that. We might try this, Elizabeth, and uh, maybe I I mean I don't think I don't think they need to be spaced out right now. But like they, when there's the occasional night where Maven's clearly exhausted, it's it's good. Yeah, putting the bed at the same time probably takes less time than spreading it out, right? Yeah. Well, 
We might never find out, but if we do, you will know because we have a podcast where we talk about those things. Mm -hmm. And this has been Listeners Wanna Knows. This has been another episode of We Knows Parenting. Once again, we have a live show coming up in April 23rd in Brooklyn. Check out weknowsparenting.com for information on how to get those tickets and all that. If you'd like to send us an email, uh, weknowspod at gmail.com. Any question, advice, story, let us know. Hit us up. Yes, or leave us a voicemail at 347-384-7396. You can find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at weknowspod. And... Rate and review, why don't you? Rate and review, why don't you? And we will see you later. Bye, 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 bye. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.